I'm the Nevada running back James Butler, and you're listening to Pack Center. <laughs> Dancing baby NCAA tournament, here we come. Thanks for tuning into Pack Center. I'm your host, Jordan Burns, here with sports monk Garrett Hirschberg. Yeah, I like that you called me a monk. You like that? I do. See, I, I, I was a little slow this week on coming up with a, with a catchy name Man, for you. Encyclopedia monk, same, same yeah, thing. I guess so. But uh, basketball, Mountain West tournament, let's talk about it. Game one was Thursday against Utah State. We won that game 83-69. to to kick off the tournament in the quarterfinals because we got to skip the first round. Jordan Caroline went 22 points and 8 rebounds. Cam Oliver went 19 points, 11 rebounds. Another double-double for him. Um, I mean, Utah State put up a good fight. Jalen Moore was great. I mean, Utah he, he, for Utah, he had 27 points, uh, mostly jump shots. Garrett, what did you think of that game? Yeah, it was, a, it was a good way for the Wolfpack to start the tournament. They got off to Hearts, uh, a... A fast start um, at the end of one at the end of the first half they were up forty five to twenty eight, and then they just put the pressure on. Um, Jalen Moore did would, would be was the thorn in the side of the Wolfpack, although they never really were able to score more points to come back. But Jalen Moore impressive. Um, the Wolf the Aggies actually kept the rebounding battle actually close. Um, it was only a nine point favor for the Wolfpack, nine rebounds. Um, they shot better for three. They shot 38%, the Aggies did. And the turnover battle was close. Nevada actually committed more turn- turnovers. Uh, I, see, I didn't get to watch that game. I mean, I was in class. It happened to be during the day. But you got to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at the score, it wasn't really a close battle. It was, one of one, it was one of those games that Nevada took control of. Yeah, and this is something that I wouldn't be surprising, but like when we saw them play in Logan it was such a low scoring game and they lost mm-hmm. but it's nice to see them come back after that one and then take two straight against the Aggies and win the series against them watching that game were you impressed with Nevada's performance I wouldn't say it was impressed as much as it's standard this is a standard performance against the lower end teams of the Mountain West so you you expected this outcome? I did. Yeah, I I, I kind of expected something like this going into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, eighty three to sixty nine. That's a pretty big margin. Uh, I wasn't expecting it to be like that that big. Was most of that scoring in the second half? Yeah, um, they actually in the second half uh, the Aggies outscored the Wolfpack forty one to thirty eight. Uh, so that's when Jalen Moore really came alive and scored. Because that's what I've really noticed with this Mountain West tournament is. We were, we've become a very strong second-half team. See, like, with this tournament, especially watching it, there's, like, the games against Utah State, we jumped off to a front, front, uh, big lead in the first. The game against Colorado State jumped out to a big lead in the first half. Fresno was a bit different. The second-half comeback was real. Um, but I feel like with the Wolfpack, they never really have certain games, they never really have two straight, uh, halves of dominant play. Sure, we saw it against UNLV, but that's not really competition. But like we, like especially against good teams, there's not that like two halves of just straight dominating of dominance. Like there's always that one half of mediocre play, and then mm-hmm. the second half, and then one half of excellent play. We're slow starters. I mean, it's like 
It's like trying to uh, start a uh, a chainsaw. Start an old chainsaw. I was gonna say um, a lawnmower. You know, it takes a couple pulls and then once you get it going, man, it, it's it's going. Like we talked about that comeback against Fresno. We won that game, eighty-three to seventy-two. Hey, look, another game that we won. We had eighty-three points. That's funny. Uh, but that was a second half comeback by eleven points. Uh, 62 points in the second half. That's impressive. Uh, Nevada, we were actually at Archie's watching the game, and we just saw as the first half played out, all the energy in the room got sucked out. And then we saw then we saw the second half come back. Okay, okay, they're starting to build momentum. Uh-huh. Let's not lose to Fresno for a third time this year. And then as they started building that comeback, the energy came back, and they think, we actually have a shot at this at this title. Yeah, one of our Twitter people, they were at the game. They went. They got to travel out to Las Vegas, and I was texting with her. During that first half, we were both sitting there with our jaws to the floor, man. I didn't. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like, I, we knew ta- – we talked about this last week. We knew Fresno was going to be a tough battle. But I did not expect us to be down 11 points in the half. Yeah, um, but Fresno has played us really well this year. You got – Deshaun Taylor, who scored 21. Uh, Paul Watson, 19, 19 and 8 rebounds. So the, the, Fresno, Fresno just seems to have our number, like, especially the way they play, the way they're, I think it's their athleticism and their big men. And we talked about, like, this whole second half start, right? Marcus Marshall had 28 points, 25 of which were in the second half. Cam Oliver had a similar thing. He had 27 points overall, 18 in the second half. What were we doing in the first half? I don't know. I think they just came out slow. Like I think because it was like because they just played the day before. It's like their first time playing back to back game. Um, no, it, that's not true because there was a tournament early in the year. It's not something they're, they're it's like their first time in a while playing back to back games, and so I think it just caught them off guard. Do you think it was fatigue got to them? I did. I do. Um, I think that they were. I, I don't think they would admit that fatigue got to them, though. If you were to ask Cam Oliver and Marcus Marshall what happened in the first half of that game, they would not say fatigue. No, they would say that they just started off slow. They started off slow, yeah. But it, that's kind of been um, standard for us lately, and that's what's making me a little nervous. Well, you look at Utah State. We started off we started off hot, but then you look at this game, twenty only 21 points in the first half. That is, that's not good. You're not going to win games when if you only score 21 points. Luckily, we did, and we outscored them by 22 in the second half. But you look at, one thing is, you look at the starters, they all played 30-plus minutes, which is, which is rare because we normally see players get in foul trouble. DJ Fenner actually fouled out of that game. He only had six points. Um... But this is that Colorado State game that we played for the championship, right? Last week. Is that what you're talking about? No, we're talking about today. We're talking about the Fresno game. Oh, the Fresno game. Wait. Marcus Marshall fought, uh, uh, DJ yeah. Fenner fouled out of this one, too? <laughs> I did not remember that. No. Um, but Josh Hall really had a big impact, scoring eight points, six rebounds on 20 minutes. Josh Hall has impressed me this season, as a fr- as, especially as a freshman, coming into these games playing defense. And we saw his impact – Against Colorado State. Wait, can we talk about DJ Fenner fouling out? Because that's 
that's a big deal because he did the same thing in his senior night game. I don't think he fouled out. I think he was just in foul trouble. He was just in foul trouble and they pulled him out. Yeah. But I mean, they did the same thing for Colorado for that game against Colorado State. I thought DJ Fenner would be a smarter player than that. See, just because you foul out doesn't mean you're not a smart player. Uh-huh. It just means that, like, sure the ump the officiating might not be the greatest, and they call fouls on you. But other plays, other there are some good fouls, like. If player has a breakaway and you can get to him before he actually makes it, it's a good foul. But it's limiting. You can limit the opportunities for easy points by fouling them. Mm-hmm. And so it's probably what happened. Um, D, as we mentioned before, DJ is one of those players that doesn't need to score 50 a night. Um, yeah, he's a humble guy. I mean, he he's he's more about the team than he is about himself. Yeah. Um. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that him fouling out is a big issue. Um, it's just one game. Everyone fouls out. But it's two games now because he did it against the Colorado State his senior night. See, I don't and know. now he did it in Fresno. I just that's just something that's that's starting to become a trend and it's getting a little nerve wracking for me. I, I I wouldn't consider this a trend if it happened. If he got in foul trouble every single game, uh-huh. I'd be worried. But DJ's a smart player. He. You think I'm sure it's, co- know, it's kind I'm, of coincidence. I, I, yeah, I'm sure he knows what's best for the team. Uh-huh. And I mean, it's definitely not hindering our team. We've won all these games. So, speaking of another game, we won the big, the big one, Colorado State. We played them for a rematch, another championship battle, another do or die. Uh, we beat them 79 to 71. Jordan Caroline had 23 points, 10 rebounds, a double double for him, and then our man Clavel. I hate this guy. <laughs> He's so good. He he honestly showed why he why he deserved to be the Mountain West Player of the Year. Um, Thirty points for this guy. Thirty he, points. He's a stone cold killer. You look at him on the court like he's focused, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he can hit those threes. He can, those jump shots. That's his game. Yeah. <laughs> he he did. He had a great game. Um, he played in all forty minutes, thirteen to twenty nine. For thirty points, six rebounds. He he's a scorer. He's those prototypical scoring guards that we see in college a lot. Doesn't really pass the ball. Um, you look at, but then you looked at you look at our our star players. Cam Oliver only had four points, four points, but fourteen rebounds. Now I think the reason he didn't score much was because Omogbo actually didn't get in foul trouble, like uh-huh. he did in the first matchup, and so he actually played great defense. This lack of scoring does not scare me because we know Cam Oliver has those games where he can just go off. Against mm-hmm. Colorado State, he, what did he drop, 29? I mean, this was definitely more of a defensive game for Cam Oliver. Uh, we don't always need Cam to to step it up and be the lead scorer. We got plenty of scorers. Look at JC, 23 points, 10 rebounds. I mean, we definitely had a very well-rounded team going into this game. If it makes you feel better, DJ Fender didn't foul up. It does make me feel a little bit better. So it's not all the time that it's happening. But it, when it does happen, it seems to be DJ Fenner. Now, and I worry about that a little bit. Now, there's something I like to talk about. Uh, the three ball for Nevada this game. Mm-hmm. Off. They shot 7-27 for 25%. Marcus Marshall. They weren't One of nine. Though. Cam Oliver, 0 of 4. DJ Fenner, 2 of 7. This team is, is equivalent to J.R. Smith. What I mean by that is J.R. Smith is one of the streakiest shooters 
in NBA history. Mm-hmm. Nevada's a streaky team. We saw that that's mostly good. We saw this when they went to Colorado State in San Diego State. They they just couldn't shoot the ball well. Yeah. So I think that this is this was one of the games where they just got really really lucky and somehow found a way to win the game by getting to the free throw line. Nevada can't have these games in the NCAA tournament where they go streaky bad shooting. Yeah, I mean, we talked a little bit about fatigue earlier, and that's my biggest worry about going to the NCAA tournament. They, this Nevada team had to fight through Fresno, through Colorado, just to get here. Just to get here. We saw them leave yesterday off to Milwaukee. Uh to play against Iowa State. They're playing tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be an early game. What time was that game again? Uh, it's going to—it's actually a late game. It's the—it's at 7 o'clock uh, Pacific time. Okay, so it's a, the night game, Thursday. And, yeah. Nevada comes into the game, six-point underdogs. Um, the classic 5-12 matchup. We all know about that. Um, if you don't know about that, there's a history of 12 beating fives. Not to jinx myself, knock on wood. Uh— but Nevada has to worry about Monte Morris. He's an excellent guard, and Deontay Burden. Not to confuse, not to confuse Pac fans with the one who played here. Different guy, just same name. Monte Morris. He's a point guard. He's six foot three and kind of a short guy for basketball. He's tiny too, one hundred and seventy five pounds. I how is this guy like that big of a threat? He's averaging sixteen points a game, six point one assists. Deontay Burden. He is six foot five, two hundred and fifty pounds, averaging fourteen points a game, six point two rebounds, and one point eight steals. Uh, weaknesses include being they're kind of a small team, right? They have like a four guard starting lineup. But when you talk about that, so does Nevada. In a way, I, I in a way these teams are very similar. Like Nevada, look, you got Lindsey, Marcus, uh, DJ, and Jordan. Now Jordan, Jordan and DJ can be considered considered small forward shooting guards, but they still run a small ball lineup. There's no mm-hmm. true center. Cam's what six eight. Yeah, like, there's six no eight. there's no center like on this team. Like, so I think both both these teams are athletic. They can shoot, and they play good sh- uh, three point shot defense. Nevada is just a little bit better on the defensive end. And I honestly think that Nevada, Nevada's athleticism can come into play. You see, you see what market, not Marcus, uh, Cam and uh, Jordan, mm-hmm. they can get to the, they can get to the rack and just dunk it home. You got Marcus, you got Marcus with the floater game, uh, and then you got Lindsey who will find the way open, make a three or make some nice passes, and then you got DJ who can do everything. He's a Swiss Army knife until he gets fouled out. Yeah. Uh, so going into this NCAA tournament, if we win against Iowa, my biggest concern is is going to be going deeper into this tournament is our lack of depth, a uh, lack of bench. Mm-hmm. We talked about this when we talked about the Mountain West tournament. We're saying that maybe fatigue is getting to them. We have our starting five. They start every single game pretty much. Yeah. They don't get any rest. And playing back-to-back-to-back for an entire tournament – is gonna be, is gonna wear these guys down, especially against opponents that, that are much better than than teams that they've played so far. 
Yeah, and um, you look at this, Nevada against Colorado State in the championship game only had one bench player, and that was Josh Hall. We've seen his emergence as a bench player really show up, and especially on the defensive end of the ball, he's he's lanky. He can get his hand on the ball and steal it. We Early in the season, we saw we saw the presence of DeVerro Ramsey. Mm-hmm. He hasn't really played of late, but I'm sure if, if push comes to shove, he might get some playing time in the tournament. Mm-hmm. He's still a freshman, though. And then you got Carlson, who who got some minutes. We've seen him play. Thule. I don't see these guys coming in, though. No, I, do, I don't. I think that one thing with Nevada and with their way that Musk has handled this coaching in the offseason, uh-huh. their endurance is, all, is up so they can stay in these games and not really have to rely on a bench play. But if the team is struggling and they need a spark plug, Coach Musk might put one of these guys in. I just don't see him putting in Thule or anyone. I see him putting in uh, Deverell Ramsey. I think he's, Josh Hall will definitely get some minutes. Josh Hall will come in. He's definitely he played a, a good amount of time in the Mountain West tournament. Um, and I like what you said about their endurance is up because every time that we've gone to a press conference and we've talked to them about how was it playing a full game? Are you tired? No, Coach Must put us to the ringer in the offseason, and we're in the best shapes of our lives, pretty much. One thing Coach Must has them do each each summer is run a mile in Tahoe, and so and they have to make a certain time. And if they don't make it, keep running. Exactly. Um, so, what are you thinking for this game? I mean, we're six-point um, six underdogs. I personally think that we're going to upset them, but where do you stand on it? You know what? I... I'm, I'm, I agree with you, but the one thing that might come into consideration is mm. they it, Iowa State has the veteran presence. They've been to the tournament before. This is all new to most of these guys. This is new territory for everyone on our team, including Coach Muss. Yeah, so I um I think Nevada's going to win. It's it's going to be a th- uh, Nevada wins by three. Score? Not sure. Yeah, I, I'm not going to put a. Uh, I'm going to say Nevada wins there. on a three. Um. Wins by three. When you say win by three, do you think it's going to be a buzzer beater shot? No, Nevada's gonna. I uh, Nevada. It won't be a buzzer beater. It won't be a buzzer beater. No. But because the one, the one Iowa, because th- Iowa State has won nine of their last ten games, and they're twenty three and ten overall. Yeah, but you look at Nevada. Yeah, that's impressive. But Nevada also has won nine of its last nine. Not is nine straight past games. Uh huh. Over some. Over some. Quality Mountain West teams, but they've been winning these games over some quality. That's uh, true. Big Twelve teams. That's true. Had I think Kansas not been eliminated from the Big Twelve tournament in the first round, don't think they would have won. But that's the thing with college basketball—you never know what's going to happen. And the one thing with Nevada is that no one really talks about. You can't keep count these guys out. Mm-hmm. We've seen them come back from twenty-five to beat New Mexico. From ten to beat Boise from eleven. There's there's big talks saying that Nevada could be like the sleeper in, in this tournament. People around here have been talking. People are saying sweet we're going to the sweet sixteen. Some people are even saying the top four. See, I'm I I'm not I don't think so because if we beat Iowa State, we're gonna have to play the winner of Purdue Vermont. Which is gonna be tough. Purdue's a scary team. They got height. Um yeah, they got height, like, but then 
if they, we they Caleb Swan, uh, Swanigan, man, National Player of the Year candidate. He, he's really good. He's really good. Really good. And um, but if we do beat Purdue, um, we'd have to go up against number one seed in the Midwest, Rock Chalk Jayhawk, um, Josh Jackson, Frank Mason, and that Kansas Jayhawk team. I don't see them getting past Kansas. Kansas is one of my picks for the national championship. They are a tough team. They can defend the ball. They can shoot. They can score. Frank Mason's one of the player of the year candidates. I don't see them getting past Kansas. Yeah, I, as much as I want, as much as I want to say I, uh, that we we have a chance against Purdue or Vermont, it's it's getting hard. I think we have a better chance against Vermont than we do against Purdue. Oh, without a doubt. Um, but I think Vermont Ver- has a decent chance of beating Purdue. Although Vermont has won 21 straight games, which is really, really, really good. Yeah, Vermont's. I mean, Vermont's going to give Purdue a run for its money, and that's why I think if Vermont wins and we win against Iowa and we play Vermont, we might have a chance. But yeah, would we have to go up against Kansas if Kansas is is the guy? I, I honestly do think Kansas will be the team. Like, I I I am a, I agree with you. I feel like. It would have to be some crazy upset game for Kansas to lose. But this is March Madness. It's we mad. never know what's going to happen. Last year, my pick, Michigan State, lost in the first round to Middle Tennessee. I was heartbroken. But... And, and we won't know any of this until tomorrow. Yeah. God. Uh... This, uh, this will be Nevada's first NCAA tournament since 2007. When we were still in the whack. Looking at that team, that team was stacked um, <laughs> f- in comparison to Nevada teams. Uh, you got Nick Fazekas, who's one of Nevada's best players ever. Marcellus Kemp, Ramon Sessions, and JaVale McGee. He's my boy. He plays for the Warriors. Look, that team is stacked. Like, Nick Fazekas, um, he was a three-time whack player of the year. Now he plays in Japan. You got the team name? Yeah, it's uh, the Toshiba Kawasaki Brave Thunders in Kanagawa. 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 Then you look at Marcellus Kemp, two-time first-team All-Wack, Ramon Sessions. He is second in career assists at Nevada. And then you got got JaVale McGee. He's a superstar. Yeah, he got picked up in the first round to the Wizards. Uh, And he bounced around a little bit, and he's... Made a home for himself at my Warriors. And this Nevada team did did make it to the second round. Um, they did beat the ten seed Creighton, and they did lose the two seed in Memphis. But this is when Memphis had John Cal- uh, Calipari, and the teams were good. Yeah, that was a tough uh, March Madness that year. And then our first time ever going to the NCAA tournament was in two thousand four. We've only been there twice. In our school's history, the tournament we've been there more times. Those are just these are just the two most recent. Oh, okay. These are the two most recent. So, 2004, we went all the way up to the Sweet 16. Uh, we we went in as the 10th seed, beat number seven Michigan State, and beat number two Gonzaga. Yeah, um, but then we did lose to number three seed Georgia Tech, who were the were the runner the national championship runner ups, losing to UConn in the finals. But that's still an impressive run, especially for this Nevada team, because uh, this team was made. This was when Nick Fazekas was a freshman, Marcellus Kemp were a freshman, and both these guys started or Fazekas started, and 
Then you got Kevin Pickney. Pinkney. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you got Kirk, uh, Kirk Snyder, who was the 2004 WAC Player of the Year. And he got drafted to the uh, in the 16th, over, 16th overall pick in the NBA draft to the Jazz. Yeah, this team is this team is not like to the quality of these Kansases. But these teams are good for mid-major schools. See that th- looking at this team, this team was a storybook team because they didn't have the power. They didn't have Ramon Sessions and JaVale McGee and uh, players like that. But they still ended up getting to the Sweet Sixteen farther than Ramon Sessions did in his team. Um, yeah, this was all under the coaching of Mark Fox, who is now the head coach at the University of Georgia. He led both these teams to uh, NCAA tournament bids with Nevada. He was the coach here for five years, and he's actually a two-time coach coach of the year uh, winner. See, I kind of like going into these tournaments as a little bit of underdogs. I mean, it, it it makes it a little bit more exciting, a little bit more. Um, it makes it it means more. I mean. It, what were the chances that in our time here in Nevada, in our four years, that we would end up going to the NCAA tournament with a team that looks as amazing as ours? See, looking at this, especially my freshman year, uh, the team was god-awful. God-awful. And then you come back and we hire Muzz, have an incredible season. Uh, you make the C- You win the CBI championship. Now we're in the NCAA tournament. I think the future is bright for this program. Right for Coach Muss, and please God, let him stay here. Please God, let Muss stay here, and Muss we trust. Exactly. But in, in other news, before we we get off the air here, baseball went one and two this week against San Diego State, losing uh, the losing the first two games seven to two, seven to three, and winning the last one seven to three. Uh, they dropped to four and eleven after this week, and two and four in Mountain West. Nevada plays at home today. Uh, against Utah State, and um, at one o'clock, and Friday against SJSU at SJSU. Softball went two and three on the week, lost five to nothing against Sac State, lost eleven to seven against Utah Valley, won seven to three against St. Mary's, won seven to six against Utah Valley, lost nine to four against St. Mary's. They play again Friday against San Jose State for a three-day tournament against them. And then golf this week won the Jackrabbit Invitational. They weren't even going to go to this. There was like a last-minute change that they wanted to go. This was the first tournament victory in, uh, for the Wolfpack since 2009-2010 season, and we beat our rivals down south, number 17, UNLV. Any win against a school down south is fantastic. It is fantastic. And that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in to Pack Center. I'm your host, Jordan Burton, here with sports monk Garrett Hirschberg. Special thanks to the Reynolds School of Journalism, Wolfpack Radio, and the Joe Crowley Student Union for letting us produce our show. And one more thing before we go, go Wolfpack! Thank you.